Close your eyes that he give unto each and every one of us if we just allow us to, be, us to see and look through the eyes of God. It is really, really great to be in the house of the Lord today. It's really great to be in the house with you, knowing that our King rose long ago and he lives in each and every one of us. And that word is so powerful, amen. I just can, I was just reading, I was just, when she gave us a song on yesterday, and I've just been reading these words on here. I'm just going to read it again for those that really didn't hear what the words were saying. It said, the head that was once was crowned with thorns is crowned with glory. Now the Savior knelt to wash our feet. Now we bow at his feet. The one who wore our sins and shame now, ro- now robed in majesty, the radiance of perfect love now shines for all to see. He said, your name, your name is victory. How many of you know that's name? That's victory in the name of Jesus Christ. If you have got to know there's victory in the name of Jesus Christ. All praise will rise to Christ, the Redeemer, our King. And she went on to say, she said, the fear that held us now gives away to him who is our peace his final breath upon the cross is now alive in me and he said by your spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat the resurrected king is resurrecting me in your name I come alive to declare your victory the resurrected king is resurrecting me. The tomb where soldiers washed in vain was borrowed for three days. (laughs) Oh my God. His body there was would not remain. Our God has robbed the grave. Our God has robbed the grave. He's robbed the grave for each and every one of us. Amen. That we may have life in him and never live it here abundantly while we work and do his work today, amen. I just want to read this and we're going to go on to our standing. I'm going to have y'all have a seat, amen. But I just bless God for you. I bless God for my wife. I bless God for each and every one of you this, this morning, amen. Because truly, God is still alive and he is resurrecting us. If you let allow him and you continue to see what's going on in your life, God is still resurrecting us. We're dying of our old self and we all becoming new, amen. We're becoming new. We're made whole in him. See, we're not perfect yet, we, but we are perfect in Him. But we're working out how He's working out our perfection as we walk this walk. Some days I don't feel like it, but some guess what? He becomes my strength. Even in my weakest moments, He becomes my strength. The joy of the Bible says, the Lord is my strength. So I can't look for nowhere else. There's no other place I can look. The songwriter said, I looked, I looked high, I looked, I looked low, but there's no place that I can find the love that God has for me. I bless God for the blessed God. I want to just read this. We're talking about this today in, in, in pursuing Christian lifestyle with virtues, amen. And what stuck out in my mind, I also the teaching was great this morning. If you, if you can, come out on Sundays, amen, at about 8.30, amen. 8.30, 8.30, amen. Just come out and get some get some word, amen. It's a fresh rhema, amen, a word. As different presenters come, amen, and present what God has placed inside of them, amen. And I just thank God for what was spoken on today. If we talked about uh, pursuing a Christ-like virtue, and what's the, what, uh, came out and sh- uh, put a spotlight on, illuminating in my mind 
in my, my eyes it says, it says, believers are not called to live like Christ through their own efforts. That was that would be impossible. But through yielding to the Holy Spirit, Christians discover that he produces Christ-like virtues. I'm going to say that again. Believers are not called to live like Christ through their own efforts. That would be impossible. Through yielding to the Holy Spirit, Christians discover that he produces Christ-like virtues. And that Christ-like virtues come from the resurrecting. And he can continue to refine us and continue to mold us and make us into the perfect image of his likeness. Because I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's going to get good. It's going to get good. As my mom, grandma used to say, it's going to get gooder. Every day I stand in the hands of Jesus Christ, I'm walking in the finished works of Jesus Christ. And I believe my life is going to get gooder than it was yesterday. Every day I walk with Christ and move in the direction that he applies, the Holy Spirit directs me. It's going to get gooder. Look to your neighbor and say, it's going to get gooder. It's going to come on, come on. Let's sound like you're excited about this. It's going to get gooder. Yeah, my life is going to be gooder. My finances are going to be gooder. My marriage is going to be gooder. My children are getting gooder. Good God Almighty. Everything is getting gooder in Christ. Amen. My worries, I don't worry about things no more because they're getting good. Because I'm not worried about that. I'm not, I'm just concerned about the things around me. But guess what? I'm just observing. And because I know everything's getting gooder in Christ. Because he says all is good in him. Everything that God has given to each and every one of you, he has purposed it for your life. And I'm walking in the finished works, and I believe God said he finished it up on the cross. And guess what? He said he started the ending before the beginning. So guess what? I'm walking in the footprints of Christ. And guess what? It ain't going to take me to no place other than what Jesus Christ wanted me to be. Because I'm righteous. I'm walking in his righteousness, his holiness, being made whole, a broken vessel, torn down. And I'm telling y'all, good God Almighty, y'all about to, I'm telling y'all, y'all got to see this. Y'all got to see this. You may have your seat. You may have your seat. I'm going to be coming from Romans 7. The whole, the entire book, excuse me, chapter 7. The whole time I'm going to read this. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to go forth. And we're going to have a good day on today. I'm not going to try to be before you long. I'm not going to tell you I'm not. But guess what? If you have to leave, just get packed. If you don't even have to raise your finger, just walk out and just keep on going. Because I'll be here to preach by myself. I'll preach to the chair today. I just feel good today, man. And I just continue, continue. Every time I come and see, uh, Behind me, what uh, Elder, I mean, Evangelist McAllister and Minister, Minister, Minister Adam had put together, they come to that, plan, that mindset of what they had placed up on this wall. And it's just every time I walk into the sanctuary, it's something new come at me and show me how God is doing a great work in each and every one of us. And there's a lot of things going on in our bodies and our minds and so many things coming at us. But God lets us know that he has it all in control. We've been telling about in Sunday school, Bible study, going through going to spiritual warfare, talking about Bible study, spiritual warfare, being ready for the enemy. But, but, sometimes, but there are some things that the, tech, the enemy may do that you sometimes you don't have to be ready for, but you got to quick think quick. Somebody say think quick. Your thought life is very important. What you think is what you be. It's, it's a man that, that it's a, what you have, what, what enters your heart, that will a man become. When it comes out, guess what? It comes out the way you think it and the way you act on it, it's going to come out. You're gonna, your body is going to act on what you're thinking. How many of y'all know that? Your thought life is very important. Your thought life is very important. And Paul tells us about this in Romans 7. Amen. Paul slapped me this morning, amen, and slapped me in my face as he said, hey, there's no reason that we should complain. 
there's no reason that we should we we should we should ever have errors or error I mean have fallen into temptation because God has set a master plan for each and every one of us. You have God, the temptation is going to be put into your face, but you should already know how to handle it because you're always saying, what would Jesus do? We always put quote that, what would Jesus do? If you read the words, you already know what Jesus would do, but then you got to have that word in your heart to hide that word in your heart so that you would not sin against God's word. So you already asked the question, what would Jesus do? So all you got to do is read the word and hide it in your heart. And then guess what? The Holy Spirit, that comforter, will come back and bring it back to your remembrance what Jesus did. So you, have to have, you don't have to ask the question. Just read the book. The question, was all, the question will always be answered for each and every one of us in this walk of life. Because the Bible tells us that the East, God said, tells us that the enemy was, is coming from, off, is coming from afar. He said, you want to see him from afar. So he gives you an opportunity to act on before the enemy comes to your ears. He gives you opportunity to tell the devil, get behind me, Satan. Stop. He gives you that much authority because he gave you so much authority here on earth. You have it of the fish, the fowls of the air, and everything that creeping up on the earth. And guess what? You even have an enemy, I mean, control over the devil. You have that much authority. But guess what? Sometimes we don't keep him up on our feet where he's supposed to be, and we allow him to get in our ears. Because a lot of us have a lot of itching ears. We want to hear everything. And that's what the tree, of, the tree of good and knowledge was talking about. Men want to know everything. That's basically what they were trying to do. See, they already knew good, but they wanted to know what evil was about. They wanted they want to know the bad side. They, somebody said that they wanted to know the bad side. They want, they want the bad side to come out of that, that, that nature inside them. But God had, done, had, had put that, that, that nature of evilness to sleep in a way. Because all they knew was Adam walked in the coolness of the day with God, with the Spirit of God. He talked with the Spirit of God. He sat down and had tea with the Spirit of God. He had a job. He named animals with the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God gave him everything that he needed to do to walk on this earth, to have that dominion. He knew. But we allowed the temptation to come in. And we're going to talk about this today. Sin, sin but the Bible said Jews said sin crept in. But sin was always here. But it crept into the garden because God had already made the garden a place where there was no sin involved. But see, what we do in our mindset, I believe, I believe the, the, the enemy did a telephonic, the telephonic transfer to, to Adam and Eve. He started talking to their mind. And that serpent sitting up in the tree, it looked like his mouth, because he was doing, you know, he looked like his mouth was moving. But what it wasn't really the mouth, but it was a mindset that Eve had to find out what this, what this, what this, what this fruit was all about. So I'm telling you, every any time that you start looking up evil towards evil, you want to know what it's all about. The devil can't conceive you or trip you up unless you want to know about it. If you don't want to know about it, you'll continue to move on to where God has already told you. That you're going to be. The children of Israel got caught up when they saw the giants and all these things in the garden. And in the, in the, in the, in the, in as they walked toward the, the promised land. They got caught up and then guess what? They began to think they were like grasshoppers. They hadn't, even, they hadn't even faced the giants yet. But they began to think that they were like grasshoppers to them. So whatever you put in your mind, whatever you imagine, you can happen. And it can happen in your life. Let's go to Romans 7. And if I had a topic today, 
I'm just, I'm not, and the Holy Spirit just told me this, he just slapped this in my, I'm telling y'all, he slapped you real, real quick in the morning or whenever he wanted to. You be like, trying to find out a way to think, find out what, what you're going to present to him. You go, you go and study this part. I know what you're talking about now. You go and study this part, and then you get up in the next day, he said, nope, you can't do that like that. But then he just give you like a little topic. And said, now you work with this. But then if, as you get there, you, you're walking around the door, and, you, and, and you're walking around the hallway, and you're walking in the bathroom, or where you're at, you don't have no pencil or paper or nothing like that. You don't have, you don't have, no, you don't have nothing like that. But then you're just walking around, he gives it, boom. Oh, man, I got, so I got, I got to run to the class, get to, run to the, write that down. That's how God does it. See, God has already had a plan for you. All you got to do is be led by the Spirit of God. We talked about that. Man cannot do nothing on their own. It's impossible. But when you're led by the Spirit of God, you can do all things through Christ that gives you the strength. See, I like I talked to you last. That right there represents us being tangled up if we were in the, if we was in the world. When you came in, if you would have came in here and saw Dick and Adam them, we're going to get to that scripture. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. If you would have came into this place, man, I came here and walked in here one day and I said, what's going on? I said, Lord have mercy. They had all this stuff right here. All this wood and saws and nails and all this stuff, chains. and I'm like, what's going on? And guess what? They had to have it up before the Sunday sunrise service, Easter Sunday. I'm like, ooh, they're going to do that? And Miss Ola, Miss Evangelist Ola was trying to get the plan in her head. She already had it in her head. She showed the diagrams of what she's going to look like. But it seemed like every time we try to get that plan like it was on that diagram, something else changed. And Miss Ola is the one that like to have boop on spot. We had this on the, we had this all this all this wood on the ground, and then we had it all nailed together. And she said, like, "Uh, uh, uh." I said, "What?" Had it up on the wall. She's like, "Uh, uh." She she stepped back like an artist, looking at the picture, looking at the picture, and she said, "But that don't work." It's up there, Miss Ola. That don't work. It don't depict what God wanted in her heart or in her mind. See, a lot of times we, we, we get caught up when we, when for other people. See, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't walk the full walk of what God has planned in our heart. We tend to go and compromise with other people and see things that God had not given us. Then we just put it up against the wall or whatever it may be, but it won't, it don't depict or don't bring out the fullness of what God wants to do in your life. And that's what I like about Evangelist Ola, Ms. McAllister. When she get up in her mind, there's no changing it. How many of y'all know you can't allow the world to change your mind? You can't allow people to compromise. You can't compromise. You can't talk. You can't, you can't go into that thing that when people want you to do stuff and it's not against, uh, not according to God's word, you gotta do just like God said you to do. It's gotta be just like God said it. The Bible said no jot nor tittle shall be changed of his word. So when God places in your heart, there should be no change that comes in your walk of life. I don't take no, I don't take no shortcuts. My old, my, my old drill cousin said, shortcuts are not in, uh, are, not, are not good in life. But when I do a shortcut, I miss out on what God wants me to do. See, when I do a shortcut, I may not get that full blessing that God wants me to do. I get a portion of it, a portion of it because I got to the point. But I want to get the full. How many of y'all want the full blessing of God all over your life? I want the full favor of God. I want the full anointing of God. I want the full, I want the full word. Cause guess what? The full word brings me out of that old stronghold that is holding me so tightly that it'll keep me from getting to where God wants me to be. Let's go to Romans. Like I said, if I have a topic for you today, 
the Spirit just told me today, he said, folks going to do <laughs> what folks going to do. Folks going to do. I know that's country. <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all from, y'all from home, down home, south, down, down home. Y'all know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't, if you don't know, and if, if it's those that don't know, all the people up there in the high school and higher in the land, people are going to do what people are going to do. Matter of fact, people are going to do what people are going to do. But get back to you. My topic it says, folks going to do what folks going to do. Coming from Romans 7. Now let's read some of this. If you can read along with me. I'm reading from the Bible. Amen. It's a, it's a, and I just bless God because it brings a lot of better understanding, amen, of the word. And let me get that right. It says, H-S- HSB, excuse me, Bible. This is a, I thank God for this, 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 this teaching, amen. I bless God because truly it kind of rolled along with the word that we had this morning. It says, since I, verse 7, starting at 1, since I am speaking to those who understand law, brothers, are you unaware that the law has authority? Romans 7, verse 1, starting at there, amen? Everybody there, good? Someone as long as he lives. For example, a married woman is legally bound to her husband while he lives. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law regarding the husband. So then, if she gives herself to another man while her husband is living, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law. Then, if she gives herself to another man, she is not an adulteress. And what Paul is doing right now, he's symbolizing, he's sharing with us how a marriage is supposed to be. He is symbolizing, because you go over to Matthews and he tells you about how it's about divorce, but Paul is using marriage as a symbol of, of, of teaching for those that are in the world, those are that are in your life, in your old man, new man. I'm going to get it like, I'm going to put it like the old man, new man. He's talking about old man, new man. He's talking about, this is what he's talking about. He said, but if, you, if you're married to sin, you're married to sin. If you're married to God, you're married to God. There's no straddle. He said, if you're married to sin, and you go again and you, and you try to be, and you try to be a courtship God, you commit adultery. <laughs> If you're married to God, you try to courtship the world, you commit adultery spiritually. It's all this is spiritual, really. It's spiritual now. Listen to me now. Come on now. Y'all stay focused with me. I'm trying to share with you that whatever you do, you must do wholeheartedly to that, to that, to that, to that element or to that person or to that whatever you're doing. Everything is done wholeheartedly unto God. It's not talking about a marriage here like my wife, me and my wife. But God, Paul is using an example of how we, as we are committing spiritual adultery. Spiritual adultery. Because we're coming, in here, coming into place, we're raising our hands on Sundays, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, saying we love God, we love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. Then if we go out into the world and do the things of the world, not, not, not talking about going out there teaching, preaching, and doing those things into the cities about the, about the word of Jesus Christ, but we go out there living the life of, of the world, then come back on Monday, on Sunday, and do the same thing for the, for the Christians doing the church, until we're not, but when we, every day, Monday through Friday, and Saturday, we're doing the things of the world. So now what you're doing, you're committing spiritual adultery 
to God. Because you're not saying, you're saying, God, I love you on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday, God, I got to put my hat up and my suit off. Now I got to go out there and do what I need to do because guess what? I'm trying to do it in myself. So a lot of times we get focused on the things that we can do in ourselves and forget about the spiritual God, spiritual side of the house because of the Holy Spirit is the one that will lead us into all truth of the word. I'm not saying as a, as a child of God or a man, a believer, woman, a believer of God, you cannot go out into the world and help someone. But when you conform to what they do, you commit a spiritual adultery to God. In the world, I say, I was, I'm going to tell you all this. In the world, I was acting, my father and mother, even in, the, in my home, even in my home, I would go into church on Sunday, singing the choir, ushers, doing everything I could do in the, in the body of Christ. But on Monday through Friday, I was living like a whore. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just going to be straight up with you. Because, and that's what the body, in the body of Christ, you have those people that live just like that. They paint a pretty picture on Sunday or when they're with you, but you look at their real lifestyle, God really literally let you know. If God, I'm telling you, if we had a book in this room right here of our lifestyle, if God opened a book and put a projector up on the wall, a lot of us in this room would be disappointed. We would be ashamed because of things that we do, the things that we say according to God, God's word. We, we can preach, a, we, can, we, can, we can teach a word. We can live in, in, in the midst of people. But when it comes to actually, actually living out life in the fullest, if God put a projector up on that wall, how many of y'all would have your head down right now because of the things that we have done against God's word, how we're living, fornicating, living in the house, shacking, all this stuff. It's in the house of God. And then they're coming back, and that's, that's why the world can't find a way to get to the truth. Because we're living just like the, they're looking for a way. Gossip, lies, it's all in the house. And guess what? And they and the people are in the house living like that and living large like they're like they, like they really doing something. But guess what? God is saying, if you ever put a picture up on the wall, Kendall, if you just allow me to put a picture, a projector up on the wall to show every one of their lives, every one of our, our lives, we'll be disappointed. We'll be ashamed of who we are and what we represent. You can't represent God and live in sin. <laughs> you cannot represent God and have a foul mouth because he said no, 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 no bitterness should come from your, the word that you have in your belly is not rivers of living water. It's a worse of it's death. Because it said the power of life and death is in our. Come on, talk to me now. I'm not sitting pointing no fingers, but everyone in this room know who you are and how you live. And tell your truth. Tell the truth. Everyone in this room knows who you are and how you're living. I'm just telling you. A pastor called me from Kenya. He said he'd been going around the world telling people the time is for the church to wake up. People uh, need to wake up in the body of Christ because guess what? We are slumbering. Just like the, 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 the disciple when Jesus went up in the garden of the seminary to pray. He asked him to pray just for an hour. He asked him to pray for just an hour, brothers, sonny. He asked him. 
But when he was going through that torment, that, tor- that torture of prayer, and he was sweating blood and, and tears coming from his body, coming, coming from his body, guess what? He went back down to on the bottom of the hill. Guess what? They were down there nodding. Matter of fact, they were nodding. They were asleep. Some of the disciples were snoring so loud when he got down halfway. Jesus said, oh, my God. He had to shake them up. See, what God is trying to do, he's trying to shake up the church. Because what we have in the house of God, we have a house of God that's sleeping and slumbering. Because we want to do it our way. We want to do it our way. Now watch this. Like I said, this symbolizes this seventh verse in the first portion of that. It started talking about the marriage. It made a picture of how we add. It said, therefore, my brothers, you, are, you also were put to death in relationship to the law through the crucified body of the, of the Messiah. So that you may belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we may bear fruit. For God. Check that out what Paul is saying. <laughs> you were crucified when you said, I do. <laughs> How many of y'all said, I do? Raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. How many of y'all really, really made a vow to God that I do? Raise your hand. Be real. Come on now, be real. If you didn't, this is a day of salvation. You can make your vow today. If you have really made a vow to God, I'm telling you, I'm not preaching a, I'm not preaching a dancing song. I'm not, I don't want you shouting. I don't want you running around, running around. But I want you all to get a hear of what the Spirit is saying on today to the church. Because guess what? If you had really made a vow to God wholeheartedly, all your strength, all your mind, and everything that God has given you, you have been lying and you have been committing adultery towards your father, towards your, towards your bridegroom, because you're the bride. This is the bride. You have been committing adultery in the world towards your bridegroom. And guess what? That man, he went away to prepare a place for you. This God's son went away to prepare a place for you. A place that he had set up with you and you made that vow to him. He said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you at my father's house. He said, matter of fact, I'm going to have a mansion. The streets are going to be paved with gold. And guess what? You can come with me. But I'm, as a matter of fact, he said, I'm not going to send for you. I'm coming. I'm coming back for you. He said, I have been crucified. And you should, have, you should be, when you made that vow, you made a vow to be crucified with Christ. Unplug your ears. Allow the Spirit of God to hear, speak to you. Speak it to me. It spoke to me. Because a lot of things I was placing before God. Because I, I, I'm not trying to praise nothing for my future, but I just want to do things for and, and what God has shown me. But it wasn't. It probably wasn't the right time. How many of y'all knew y'all things that y'all have done in, the, in y'all walk of life? It wasn't time for it to happen. Tell the truth. Don't, you don't have to. You don't have to. Just sit up here and listen. There are things in my life I have pl- applied before God told me to apply them. I would hear the Spirit of God. I heard the Word of God. I saw the Word of God. It was written with being for illumination. But of the word of God, because the revelation came long ago. Not illumination for us to get this revelation. Guess what? It's being applied to our life because that's what they call wisdom. And when you have wisdom, you apply this word to the word at the court of the word of God, not before or not after, but you apply it to the word of God, apply to apply to your life, to apply to your life so people may come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. How many know when you do something before time, it causes a, 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 a miscarriage? 
You know, when, you're, when, when, when a woman is going through a, 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 the process of a babe and something happens and, and, and the baby it dies in the, in, the, in the womb and, and, and they have a miscarriage, they can, that, that's what you do. You allow that stuff to die. You plant a seed before it's time for it to, to give birth. <laughs> Y'all got to hear me. If you do anything out of the will of God, it's disobedience. Anything you do out of the will of God, you give, you give, you give, you, it, 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 it brings forth death. <laughs> and you got to understand that no matter how old you are, children, listen to me. Everyone in the room today, God is saying, you got to do what I ask you to do. But as folks, you're going to do what you want to do. But God is saying that has always been the where the children of Israel was. That's why they walked around the wilderness for 40 years. A lot of us are looking for things to happen in your life, but you're going to, because folks going to do what they want to do. And anything you're not lining with the word of God, it's not going to happen according to how God wants this to happen. See, we've been praying, we've been praying for things in our family to be saved and this, that right there. Yes, they got to understand, they got to understand that when they, when they, when that, when, but what you're doing, you're praying that the people will be saved. But guess what? You're praying that God will open the door to their heart. Because right now their hearts are, full, are stony. They're hardened. Because something may have happened. You may have had some have a misunderstanding in the, in the family life. Some have uh, oppression, depression have come upon them. So guess what? Now you got to pray for those things that God removed that stony heart. And now the heart has got to become like a, like flesh. And then what you do, you don't have to, have to be all big, thing, but have a little small thing, a little thing in the heart that God shows you to pray upon and to pray for. But he said, therefore, my brother, you are, were put to death. You were put to death. How many of y'all know y'all put to death? When you made a vow to Christ, you gave your life. That's the old man, new man. Your old man, your old man alive because he was killed. All things have become new. Now you should be walking in the newness of Jesus Christ, because you were crucified with him. You were brought back to life. He said you brought back, he brought, that's what the song was saying, right? You resurrected, resurrecting. The resurrected king rose up that we may continue to be resurrecting with him, living a new life, living a life of holiness, living that life that we can continue to move towards what God has promised us, because he said he has a plan for us, right? How many of y'all know he has, how he got a plan for you? He has a plan for you that's not that's good, that's good and not of evil. It has a hope, it has a destiny, and an expected end. So guess what? But while it's here, you got to walk that plan, because guess what? To get to that, des- that destiny that he wants you to be at, guess what? That's where you got to be obedient to the Spirit of God. No man can do anything towards God, working the works of God, without the Holy Spirit. No one. Korah can jump so high because guess what? The Holy Spirit goes up on him and lifts his feet up. <laughs> yeah. We should sing those. We can sing these praises to God because guess what? It's not me that's singing them, but it's the Spirit of God inside of me. That's singing them. You hear this word, you apply this word. It's not you that is applying this word, but it's a God inside of you that is helping you to apply this word to bring back to your remembrance. But if you don't have the word inside of you, it's you all the way. Because folks going to do what folks going to do. And watch this right here. For when we were in the flesh, 
The sinful passion operated through the law in every part of us. See, the law was good. How many of y'all know the law was good? Because the law was spiritual. The law was given by God. But when we were walking in our flesh, the law brought back, brought to our remembrance what we were doing that was evil. But now when we're doing what was evil, when we're walking in the flesh, we don't want to be abide by the law because guess what? The law taking away some good things that we used to do in the flesh. So when we're doing those good things in the flesh, because the flesh don't care. The flesh don't care. The flesh just don't care. The flesh going to do what the flesh going to do. So in the spiritual realm, when you get your idea of who God is in your life and the relationship with God, those fleshly things have got to die. That's what he said. The old man dies and the new man becomes to life. See, when this right here would be formed, it was formed up, good God Almighty, that old stuff down here just didn't look like what it looked like right now. See, guess what? I want y'all to understand this. I just want y'all to understand this. When your flesh dies, guess what? It's going to be all discombobulation going on in your mind, your heart, whatever it is. It's going to be a lot of stuff going, a lot of chaos going on. But when you start having that chaos going on, that's when you got allow the spirit of God to rise up inside of you so this old flesh that's about to keep the flesh under subjection and keep your God keep your put your mind on things that's above and not beneath see when we start thinking on these things of the world our flesh get but when it's when the work when it, when I when I when I when, 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 when the flesh start doing all this and doing a thing doing the, what they call it the, the jerk when it start doing all that guess what the spirit of God said nope you can't go that way you can't live with that one without being married. You can't, you can't, you can't steal that money out of the bank now, cause guess what? The law will get you in jail, put you in jail. That's the same thing the law has done. The law has placed us in a jail, but it's not a, it's not a spiritual jail, it's not a physical jail, it's a spiritual jail to keep us reminded that what we do wrong against God, we'll be, we'll be punished for, cause the wages of sin is what? See, when we start compromising and start allowing this, allowing this law to be, 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 uh, be, uh, how do you say, uh, how do you say, put it aside. See, like my grandma, some people say, I'll put my religion aside. No, you can't put this law aside. Because <laughs> the Bible said the law will kill, but the Spirit brings forth life. Just think about this. The law will kill, because what it does, it makes you think about what you thought about in your flesh. Keep you corrected so you can get to the spiritual side of where God wants you to be. Because what it does, it, it basically says you cannot commit a dodge, you cannot covenant, you cannot do this or death. Ten of them. But three of two of them, he just tell you, love thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength, and everything about you, and then love thy neighbor as yourself. See, all those things encompasses the ten. Ain't that a trip? God made it so simple he encompasses all those ten to let you know if you love God, you keep me first, keep me, you seek me first the kingdom of God and all this righteousness, then he said all these things that you're looking for will be added unto you. We're going on, we're going on. Y'all getting sleepy on me. I'm going to try to get through this. I want to, I want to share this with you because he really tickled my flesh this morning. See, if you, if y'all would have been in here when all this right here was on the floor, <laughs> see, every one of these pieces right here represent you. We were all discombobulated. Didn't know where we were going. Because we were walking in sin. We knew the law. But we still are walking in sin. But then when we come to know that old man needed to die, the new man coming into presence, in the presence of God made that vow. And a vow is not to be made if you can't keep it. So guess what? Keep this in your mind now. Every day you wake up, remember this. If you're not keeping God's vow that you made with him, the wages of sin is death. 
It's not a, it's a spiritual, it's a spiritual wage, spiritual death, physical death. Look at Adam and Eve, both of them, spiritually. See, I don't want to really, I don't want to get kicked out of the presence of God. Because <clears throat> there's no other place that I'd rather be than in his presence. How many know there's life and life and abundance in him? See, we think we got, a, got it going on. I'm just talking to myself. I'm just talking to myself. I think I got it going on if I got big money, can drive a fine car, house, and house on a thousand hills, and all these things right here. But that don't matter to God. What he matters to you, the only dwelling place he's looking for is the dwelling place in your heart. The temple, the tools, and the treasury. You learn that in Bible study. The enemy is coming after you because you are, you, if, you vow, if you vow to be with God, you're going to be his temple where he can dwell within going to be a tool that you can be used by him. You're going to be the treasury that holds the spirit of God inside of you that when your power comes up, when you need to do something, the power within you rests upon you. Because you cry out to the Heavenly Father, and, he, and the Holy Spirit comes rested upon you to give you strength to fight these demons and fight these things that are coming at you to cause you to walk in the flesh. And that is the most important thing the trick, the trick and the tactics of the enemy to get your mind to think of on you instead of on God. Think about this. In heaven, what did Lucifer think most about? I don't want you to answer that. Go study that. In heaven, Lucifer started talking about I. I do this. I do that. See, you are not getting your promotions. You are not getting your cars. You are not getting your houses. Because the Bible says the houses and all these fields and all these things are already here for you. All you got to do is go to God and ask God for them. Guess what? And they'll be presented to you. And he will give you the means to, pre- pre- uh, to prepare to, pre- to receive them by giving you a job. See, our jobs don't come from us. See, our jobs didn't come from God. I'll promote. He said, I'll promote. Promo. Somebody said, I'll promotion. That means your job, your home, your children, your, your life, everything, all things come from God. And nothing I do in my flesh to ever make it happen, because, but I can do it all in the spirit of God. And guess what? I make my flesh do what the spirit of God tell it to do. That's why he said, I put my hands to the plow. And I don't look back over, back to the flesh pot, but I keep moving to, the, to that point where God has for me to move. How many of y'all know the flesh wants you to stay in the flesh pots? They want you to go back to the or be back to that captivity. They want you to keep your mind stuck on those things that you used to do. And the things that, they, that, that, that the Bible told you that you can do. It don't ever, how many of y'all, I don't want y'all to raise your hand. How many ever read the word and say the Bible says you can do all things through Christ and you come into a situation and you didn't quote that scripture and then you find it in yourself that you could do it, but your flesh told you you couldn't do it because it's too hard. Huh? Have y'all ever done that? Had a situation come in your life, the Spirit of God, the Word of God tells you can do all things through Christ that's not in yourself. You can do all things through Christ that gives you the strength. But when your body gets to you, your flesh gets to that, you saw a big thing happening, and you say, oh, my God, we're like grasshoppers. They're like giants. And then you go back and tell the people, go back and tell your, your friend, hey, man, I couldn't do it. We couldn't do that. I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, go, y'all read seven. Y'all go back and read seven because I'm, I'm, I'm. This is very important for me to 
I want to, because I, I go back and read this again, but I want to just read what God said to us. And it says, it says in number 13. Therefore, this, what, what is good caused my death. I thought, uh, absolutely not. On the contrary, sin, in order to recognize as sin, was producing death in, the, in me through what is good. So that through the con- uh, commandments, sin might become sinful become beyond measure. Watch this. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am made out of flesh. The law is spiritual. But I am made out of flesh, sold into sin's power. The flesh is sold into sin's power. But when you allow yourself to become made born again, the spirit of God is the greatest he that is in me than he that is in this world. So in the flesh, you're sold into sin's power. So matter of fact, in other words, you're controlled by your fleshly ways. The attitudes, your thoughts, everything is dealt towards the flesh. You know, the spiritual realm is the most, it, it has the power that you can raise up into those, over those things. It's before I do not understand what I am doing. That's messed up, ain't it? <laughs> Paul is messing me up right here. He said, for I do not understand what I am doing. Because I do not practice what I want to do. Man. So in, uh, in your other words, in your flesh, you don't know what you're doing? I tell you like this, Paul's not saying that. Paul said, I understand what I'm doing, but I'm going to do what folks going to do. What folks going to do. I'm telling you. <laughs> Paul said, I understand. He said, I, 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 I don't understand. I don't, for I do not understand what I'm, I'm doing because I do not practice what I want to do. Because Paul, they, they were trying to say Paul, in this time frame, they were talking, some theologians say Paul had been converted. And Paul did not, after he had been converted, he was not practicing and going out killing people and doing all this, having people persecuted and all this. Now he, he's practicing to give God, uh, give, uh, give God the glory and everything, teaching the people about to live the life as a, as a Christian. But Paul said, ah, oh, man, for I do not understand what I am doing because I do not practice what I want to do, but I want to do but what I want I hate. And if I do what I do not want, to do, I agree with the law that it is, it is good. So now I am no longer the one doing it, but it is sin living in me. Let's go to Psalms. Somebody read out Psalms. Psalms 51 and 5. You can write this down on your paper. Psalm 51 says, Indeed, I was guilty when I was born. I was sinful when my mother conceived me. Sin is everywhere and in everybody. So I'm telling you, it is inside of each and every one of you. And I think Pastor P always, D always saying that we're, we're naughty by nature. Yes, we are. But we were conceived in sin and shaped in iniquity. And those things that God has inside of us, amen, we got to understand God is trying to draw those things out of us so that we can become that new person. God did not give us any, any gift that he's dependent of him. Every gift that he gave us, we can, you're going to use them towards his glory. But I just want to continue on. I just want to continue on because I see y'all getting sleepy on me, and I want to read this and finish it out. It says, so now I am no longer the one doing it, but it's a sin living in me. For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh. 
for the desires to do what is good is with me, but there is no ability to do it. There's no ability in, the, in, your, in you. He said, you see that? He said, there's no ability in me. But now with the Holy Spirit within you, for I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. Now if I do what I do not want, I am no longer the one doing it, but it is the sin that lives in me. So I discovered this principle. When I want to do what is good, evil is with me. For in my inner self, in my inner self, in me, inside of me, I, I joyfully agree with God's law. But I see a different law in the part of my body waging war against the law of my mind and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the part of my body. What a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this state, this dying body. I thank God from Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh to the law of sin. So what I think, it becomes a law of God when I allow to apply this word to my life. What I think I apply to my life, it becomes a law of God. But when I allow my flesh to override that, what the word of God is saying unto me, then it becomes the law of sin. And remember this, the wages of sin is death. I don't care how good you may do be in your own personal thoughts. You can give to the needy. You can pay your tithes. <laughs> you can have a household, house full of folks and, and giving food all day long, feeding the hungry. You can go out to the widows and, and the widows and the orphans if your heart is not aligned with God's word and you're not having, you don't have a relationship, a true relationship with him, all our works will be in vain. I'm going to tell you this. This is not, this is just a reminder to keep us, keep us focused. This is a reminder just to keep us focused. Time is drawing nigh. And Jesus soon to return. The five wise version and the five foolish versions are a very good example of how we, as a people of God, can think we are ready, but not really be ready. If you not have your oil and lamp trimmed totally day by day, what do you mean, Bishop? If you're not continuing building your relationship with God, continue to stand in His face. Continue seeking him as you walk day by day. If you just allow one little increment to come in your way to distract you from that, from his word, think about this. Achan had a small little portion that he tried to hide up on his. What happened to him? God said there was sin in the camp. If you got any kind of sin, you know, like I said, we were shaped in it, shaped in it, born in it, all that came out of our mother's wounds. But guess what? What he's saying, if you are doing anything willfully against God's word and you know it, you're guilty. You're guilty. But you know what you can do with that? You're guilty. <laughs> but you can do just like David did today. And come God say, God, forgive me for I sin against you. And I want to give my life totally to you today. And that's what you got to do with you. That's what you got to do, because Paul was just telling us. Even though we are saved 
still got, got things going on in our life, believers, guess what? You can stumble. But God is saying, my hands are not too, arms are not too short to, to grab hold of you, and my ears are not too dull to hear you. But I'm telling you, don't lie. Don't lie and sin and think God is going to bless you. Yes, he said, yes, he said give it to, the, give it to the, uh, the, the just as well as the unjust, but that's what I'm not. I don't want to live like that. I want to be just before him because when he comes, I want to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant, well done. And matter of fact, while I'm here, I want to hear him say, hear him say that is my son and daughter who I am what? Well pleased. Amen. Amen. What folks going to do? What folks going to do? See, I can, we can stay up here all day long and tell you, but it's up to you to receive it and apply it and to live it. It's up to you. And don't, I'm telling you now, look, 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 don't, don't come to me. Ask for my all. <laughs> don't come. Tell your, people, tell your folks out there in the world, tell them, tell them. Tell them, tell them. Tell all them believers that are out there doing what you, you, you've seen them doing. I know what I'm saying. Tell, tell those ones that's out there coming to church, going to Bible study, doing that stuff, and not living the Word of God. Tell them when you see them again. <laughs> tell them, tell them. Hey, man, my all and them trail. Because folks going to do what folks going to do. And matter of fact, guess what? Don't you be those folks that's going to do what you're going to do, but do everything according to God's word. Stop somebody and wake them up. Say, do everything God, the way God say do it. Stop somebody and wake them up. Stop somebody and wake them up. Come on, y'all sleep on me. Uh, see y'all. Stop somebody and tell them, wake them up and say, hey, do what God tell you to do. Amen. Amen. I know we've been here a long time. It's warm up in here. But I thank you for your attention. Amen. Because I think I got somebody's attention. I got my, God got my attention. He got my attention. He got my attention. I won't do nothing that God don't want me to do. Amen. And I'm going to do it all to the will of God. How many of y'all are going to do everything to the will of God? Everything you do from this day forth is going to be to the will of God. Amen. Amen. You can stand on your feet. Amen. If you got an announcement. Got any, oh, oh, no, not right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Sit down for a minute. Just for a few minutes. A few minutes. Amen. Remember that folks gonna do what folks gonna do. But you gotta remember, I'm gonna do whatever God tells me to do according to His Word, and I'm gonna apply everything as God has me to apply to my life. I bless God, I bless God. Paul is a, is a, is a, is a master of His words. He makes you think about things, amen, that you're going, you're going through. Because Paul was shipwrecked, snake bitten, hungry, tired, beat down. He went through all that stuff. He, he almost like, you know, he almost, you know, symbolizes Jesus Christ. He just wasn't hungry. Well, he was, wasn't he? <laughs> you just got to think about that, amen. Was he wasn't he hung, hung upside down? Or was it Peter? Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. You just got to understand it. Amen. We bless God. Amen. Here we go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, we uh, thank God for the word and, and uh, we'll have prayer afterwards amen but we uh want to be able to uh properly give honor where honor is due amen we have a family that is getting ready to uh take position in another part of the vineyard and so we'd ask the adams uh crew amen to come up the adams family team adam amen if y'all would come forward 
and uh, so y'all won't start crying now. This is not their last Sunday, uh, but Bishop and I uh, have uh, a little travel to do, and we want to make sure that we uh, uh, properly uh, farewell them before the church, that you guys would uh, uh, be able to bear witness of what uh, God has done in their life. And we just thank God for, for them uh, and just to see their growth, their progress. Um, I think they came with Brooklyn, and uh, they was little kids, you know, 19, just leaving home. They ain't know a thing, Brownsville, but Brownsville. But look at them now. You know they leaving here. Uh, little adults, little grown people with little children and stuff. And so it's just uh, awesome to see what God has done in their life. Uh, the boys were born here. Um, and so it's just amazing what God, so they hold a special part in our uh, in our heart. And, and this is not the end for us because we're going to always keep in contact and uh, we want to be able to see the continued growth and what God is doing. And so we have, um, well, let's do, let's, okay, all right. Well, I'll just do it however you gave it to me, okay. Amen. So we have, we do have certificates for uh, Minister Adams and Sister uh, Camille Adams. Uh, and this is just uh, the Certificate of Appreciation. Uh, allowing Faith Temple Christian Center to be a place of new beginnings for them. And uh, we pray that when you leave this place that you'll quickly reunite. That be your first mission to find your place of, of worship so that you can get grounded and rooted and, and can't stay out of the soil too long because, you know, your roots will dry up and you'll start looking withered. When I see you, I don't want to be saying, child, what is wrong with your plant? Why is you looking brown and stuff? Let come here. Let me pick this off of you. No, you know. So won't I do it? I will. And so I, we want y'all to quickly get somewhere and get and, and let the Lord use you. Show 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 the world what y'all got. So these are their certificates, amen. So I, I don't know why they gave us this first. But then and then we have this for the family. Uh, we have the, he gon' he said he gonna hold it. He ain't gonna even let me hold it. It says, uh, Minister Adams and family, Faith Temple Christian Center International, John 10 and 10. Uh, they, they are eagles. I mean, from the school to, to the church, we are eagles and they have really, uh, and so we want to send them off with a representation of who they are. I believe they already know that, but just as a constant reminder that we ain't chickens. We are eagles. We are not chickens. We fly high, and so we just want to uh, do that. And we also, I guess I'll let Bishop, you want to, okay. All right, he says, since I'm already talking. And so we also have the corn and the letter for you to send off with you guys to give to y'all's next uh, pastor and just uh, give this, don't open it. You see that Bishop thing on there? And, uh, and don't open it. Put this in the in the hand of the place where you guys have prayed and decided this is where we're going to be. Then y'all place that in their hands. And when they open it, they're going to say, y'all, come on in here. Let me talk to y'all. And then they're going to put y'all to work. Amen. And so this corn, uh, you know, popcorn, cornbread. Uh, so if you don't have that, it's a, a, a collection of things that we like. Amen. So y'all be prepared to feed us. If we catch you without that corn, I know we're going to do it. So y'all just have some groceries. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to pass the mic on. I'm going to pass the mic. Thank you. 
She said she don't need no money. Need no money. Pastor was reading this. This I don't know if she finished reading it, but I um, yeah. and we just want to say thank God for you, Dad, and we appreciate you allowing us. Where's his face? For letting us, Pastor, for letting us be part in our life. And Pastor, thank you for coming here. You're the first lady I know that you need to talk to in church. <laughs> this is what the church is. <laughs> <laughs> Your family, but not just because we go to the same church, but that we have to give back to you. Okay. And then if 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 the uh any other we are going to the the China huh? Sheena Kruna. Okay. Amen. Uh we're going there uh at two o'clock. And so if you have other presentations for them, we're gonna do it at the at the restaurant for the auxiliary. So we're gonna do it there. So we ask that you guys uh come with us and, and, and as I said again, this is not their last Sunday, but we wanted to make sure that we were here to be a part of this because uh we love them so much. Uh uh and sometimes I know when we you know, the mother and daddy love it don't always feel like we love y'all, but we really love y'all so much and we want so much for you because God has placed so much in y'all's hand and uh we just want you to know what he has entrusted you with and then uh and just take it and go with it. Sometimes you don't understand it, sometimes you don't want to do it. But don't be them folks that just gonna do what folks wanna do. Be the folks that gonna do what God desires you to do. Amen. Amen. We're going to give the, the mic up.
Hey man, so yeah, because um, we got waterworks, so you know you don't want no pipes to bust, because then it just be a whole other thing. Um, but you know, uh, on behalf of the whole family, you know we love y'all uh, and we appreciate it. You know, it's nine years of being here on the ground. You know, we've been to church down the street. We got to witness that. Uh, you know, we got to move into this place. You know, but this ain't it. Uh, and the glory cloud is still over Faith Temple, and God got some more stuff to do. Um, so although these hands won't be, you know, here uh, for a time, you know, find your hands picking up what we didn't uh, we didn't touch. Amen. Um, and just, hey, you know, call us, email us, write us, message us something, you know, because we, you know, just because we're not present doesn't mean we're not here. Um, and we didn't walk to, you know, pretty much touch every seat in this room. Uh, so our anointing will rest in this place, you know. So just, you know, reach out and touch us. Um, and we just, hey, we love y'all. We're going to keep on rocking with the one that rocks the best, and that's Jesus Christ. Um, and, you know, hold it down, you know. And folks going to do what folks going to do, you know. I, I like that. That was that was dope right there. That was dope. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to pass this off because, you know, we got a, a, a den full of preachers. So, you know, it won't, it won't end. But, but I want y'all to understand this. Look at that masterpiece right there. Look at that masterpiece. Look at that masterpiece. Look at it. What do you see? What do you see in the middle? See how that blends in? See how the cross, only thing you, you look at that, the only thing that brings in to accept you to see it is that cross, if you see the crown and that cross that's over it. Cloth meaning glory. Cloth meaning that you're, you're royalty. So, and that cross symbolizes us, Jesus Christ, down the cross. But now, when that, that cloth means he's resurrected, he's gone. He's gone. So let's not keep putting him on the cross with our life, guys. So then that cross is also represent us blending with Christ. See how see the colors? If that, would have, if that cloth wouldn't have been there, you would have probably never recognized that cross on that, on that, on that, on that paper, on that, uh, on that masterpiece. You just come in and say, man, there's a lot of wood on something. 